This is All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009, originating from Florida State's Winery in Landa Lakes, Florida, featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically, what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. Vice President and General Manager of Florida State's Winery, from coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Call our guest line at any time during the live show at area code 646-727-3235 and let's talk about wine. Again, the phone number to call is 646-727-3235. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ron. birthday party last Saturday, and oh my gosh, that was cold. It was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we had uh, rains came in, and the wind was blowing, and it was, oh, it was nasty weather. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I almost missed the 16th birthday party, because his mm-hmm. wife wanted to go and see the snow. And... <laughs> So he told her, just wait a couple of hours. It's going to get colder. You'll see it right here in Florida. <laughs> and it actually got right. snow in the panhandle that night. Yeah. That's right. And <laughs> I wasn't going to drive that kind of distance. No, it was like going up to Georgia or something. Oh, they're getting they're getting eight inches of snow up in you know North Georgia. Yes, yeah, a seven eight hour drive from here. Plus the traffic, because <laughs> you know everybody's going up there. It's not like everybody a, you know, got to see. Yeah. And and how long did it last up there? It didn't last very long. Um, it didn't it last just. Up there. No. It, it warmed up and it melted and you just saw wet. You know, that's that's yeah. all. Lots lots all of that. Wet. I mean, they did get some good snow though. I mean, even even South Georgia, they had uh, serve, you know, what, 4 inches or something. I mean, some yeah. of them got more, some got less. It's amazing. That thing it just uh, dipped down and it hit it hit Tallahassee, dumped some snow around yeah. there and and all oh, over. Yeah. We it's uh, this <laughs> cold weekend. We're warming up now. It's supposed to be hit 80 by uh, Sunday or Monday, so yeah. Uh, interesting. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah, afraid okay. it's not but the park is away yet though, so you know. <laughs> good deal. Um <laughs> But we um, had a good birthday party. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It uh we had uh actually we had vendors who got little Scared because of the rains, because the rains came in, that cold front that brought snow to everybody and everything, brought rains, and the vendors got scared and left. But still, though, we had a pretty decent crowd inside, and people read about and saw about it, came by, had some birthday cake. We had crackers, cheese, olives. Uh, we tasted wine, sold some sold some wine, and, and uh, a lot of people came in. And actually... Someone came in who is a listener of the program. Thank you if you're listening on this uh, today. Uh, he and his wife came in and uh, was able to meet the whole crew. The engineer, Mike, and myself were all there. So uh, uh, it was yeah, 
that that was so cool. That was like a it was like a celebrity moment. I mean, all of a sudden, <laughs> I mean, you probably get yeah. this all the time because you're there and you know you you talk to people you know about the show and stuff. But but I'm just standing there, you know, minding my own business. I think I was talking to Kathy, and uh, yeah. all of a sudden I hear my name and I go, huh? And uh, yeah, he listens to the show and <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> I had my you know yeah. autograph pen with me. I would have would have signed autographs, but uh, no, that was awesome. I mean, just a. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kathy yeah. came over. She goes, "Here's the engineer too," and so you know we had yeah we had the whole whole radio program on there. So uh, yeah, that yeah. was cool. And was awesome. you know, actually, the guy listened to the show, and he you know is familiar with the with the voices and all that. I said, "Here, try this," and we all turned our back and talked, and so that you know <laughs> that's what it's like on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you know, she is. So. It is. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, that, that was, was cool. Somebody actually, yeah, <clears throat> I actually was there. So, so thanks for stopping by. <laughs> I, you know, I know his name. I can't think of it right now, so I apologize for that. You know, he's regular. He's uh, he's been coming into the winery off and on over the years, and he said he listens to the program. You know, he's been listening to it off and on for years too. So. So thanks, yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. But it was cool. uh, it was a good birthday party. That was number sixteen. We're looking forward to another fruitful year and and seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, and uh, and twenty one. Mm-hmm. We'll be able to drink. So, but <laughs> we uh, got some a few things to talk about tonight. Not a whole lot, um, but. Uh, you know, it always tends to take up the hour, whether we say that or not. Uh, but I always tell you about what's coming up on holidays for food over the next week and give you an opportunity to know what you're going to be sharing your wine with. Well, because this is heading in toward the end of the year and the holiday is, well, actually, holidays started technically last Wednesday, uh, actually Tuesday evening. At uh, sunset, that's uh, Hanukkah started. So we are officially in the holiday season. And so uh, the uh, 10 more shopping days left after today for Christmas. So if you haven't gotten everything yet, you only have 10 days. And if you get to the point where it's the 23rd, of the month and you haven't gotten anything come out to the festival we're having another festival on the 23rd and that will be our our christmas festival we'll have vendors there and a good chance to pick up some last minute items uh, some cool last minute items and unique things and all that also uh we'll have uh special christmas items for you, uh, we'll be giving out a few door prizes and stuff for Christmas. So, so mark the 23rd. We'll talk more about that next week. Tomorrow is National Cupcake Day. So, if you have not been out to get your cupcakes for tomorrow, then go grab them. Uh, National Cupcake Day, and then depending on the cupcake, uh, a nice chocolate cupcake with chocolate icing would go great with plantation spice. Uh, the 16th, it um, doesn't have anything here. 17th is National Maple Syrup Day. I have been racking my brain trying to think of a wine that goes with the maple syrup, and I, for the life of me, cannot. So if you come up with an idea, let me know. 
but National Maple Syrup Day is Sunday. Uh, Monday is, uh, it doesn't say anything here, Tuesday, National Oatmeal Muffin Day. Uh, not just any muffin, but an oatmeal muffin day. So uh, mark that for Tuesday. What would go well with oatmeal muffins? I don't know. I guess a red wine, maybe a blush. I don't know. But Wednesday, next Wednesday the 20th, National Sangria Day. And we do make a sangria. Uh, uh, we can't sell it to you. It's food under Florida law, but... Come in, try some, get the recipe, get the ingredients, and you can pop your own sangria uh, into your glass. And then, of course, a week from today is the first day of winter. Uh, although, you know, a lot of areas say first day. We've been having winter, yes, we know, but officially is the first day of winter coming of winter solstice. Uh, so that's a week from today. So dig out your parkas and get ready for it. That is what's coming up for the next week. Uh, Fest, the Festivus uh, is the 23rd, starts the 23rd. So there's something to mark your calendars on for Festivus. Uh, wine category. Wine category, the predictions for the new year. It's up there. They're, they're saying that wine is uh, really rising over the new year. Um, people are spending more and are looking for the quality, obviously, as far as uh, deals and stuff. But the wine growth and sales are looking at it being a continuous upward uh, spiral. Red blends remain one of the biggest ones. Uh, the uh, uh, Cabernet Sauvignon and Chardonnay are still the top of the heap as far as wines go, a variety of wines, but red blends are right there, third place. And that's always surprises people whenever I tell people that the Chardonnay is the number one selling wine in the country. And a lot of them are surprised. And I say, we'll take a guess on number two, and people guess all around that eventually someone does come up with a Cabernet Sauvignon. Actually, they do just say Cabernet, and I always say, so Cabernet Franc? And they go, no, no, Cabernet Sauvignon. So I said, well, okay. So uh, Cabernet Sauvignon is number two. And then I also tell them, you don't, I'm not going to ask you to try to guess the next one because none of you will get it. And invariably, everybody tries to guess, and invariably, nobody gets it. So uh, uh, the uh, number three is Red Blends. Well, which are uh, really catching on this past year, and it's it's exploded. They've been one of the big big sellers uh, for a couple of years now. Uh, the uh, the uh, uh, Merlot and Moscato also have a big high percentage rate of sales this past year, and they're they're jumping up there. The Merlot has always been a big, big wine seller in the country. It has been for, for ages. Moscato uh, became the wine du jour from a lot of the sweeter wine drinkers. People always come and ask me if I have a Moscato. Uh, no, I don't. 
but uh, it's uh, it's always a great wine. It's always a go-to wine for a lot of people, and it shows in the sales of that. Uh, just the, the residual sugars makes it very popular, and the price point also makes it very popular. Uh, they're getting a lot more aggressive on the prices uh, out there, too. People are starting to pick up wines that are a little bit higher in their price range, not that they've risen the prices. It's just because of the fact that people are starting to look for a little bit more. And this is all from uh, Beverage Dynamics magazine. I'm not just making up this stuff. These are actual uh, statistics that are coming out showing that these things are actually doing quite well. Uh, the box, um, the Boda box is very, very popular, as is some of the other box wines. They are starting to show that they are not just a cheap wine. They're not just a cheap alternative. It's something that people enjoy, something that people will drink, and it is a good wine. It's not a, a cheaper wine, but a good wine. Um, store brands are also picking up a lot, too. This is something that is affecting beer a lot more than wine, but private brands on the wine are really making a uh, change in the market. Some of them, like I told you last week or week before last, the Aldi's, yeah, Aldi's is coming out with their own private line uh, that they've sourced out of France. There's also some other stores that have private lines out there. And because of this, they are starting to put a, uh, a mark on the market. Uh, last month, the Irving, Texas-based 7-Eleven launched a new white wine line that includes uh, what they call a Trojan Horse Pinot Grigio, which uh, they're saying has little citrus green apple aromas, and a Trojan Horse Chardonnay, which is uh, uh, the right pear stone fruit with hints of vanilla in it. And these are new private labels that that uh, 7-Elevens came out with. Uh, they're the they're the first of the 7-Eleven wines to carry a vintage date and a California appellation. It's showing that they were all grown in California. And uh, they are priced at less than $7 a bottle, which really causes people to, if not enjoy them, at least try them once, and it's going to jump up the sales of them. The 7-Eleven director of private brands explains uh, that to create a flavor profile people wanted, the Trojan Horse wines were custom-developed with grapes from different California valleys. Uh, so uh, it's been uh, it's a goal to exceed the expectations and be comparable to national brands while offering a good value. So they're trying to grab a hold of the wine surge. Also, Minneapolis-based Target has introduced back in September its California Roots line of $5 wines. They include five varieties, Cabernet Sauvignon, a red blend, and they're jumping on the bandwagon on that. Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. And Pinot Grigio is still the white go-to wine for a lot of people. If they're looking at a, a light, fruity, white wine, the Pinot Grigio seems to be the one that they're looking at more than anything. 
Uh, Lidl, L-I-D-L, the German retailer, uh, it's opened some stores in uh, the United States this past summer, and they have a chain of wines. Um, they uh, hired a master of wine, Adam LaPere, who's going to be their their uh, wine buyer and the one that's going to be sourcing all the wines and getting it ready for their stores. Uh, so, yeah, he's uh, looking at putting some decent wines on the shelf at a reasonable price. So that's something to look for there. The uh, numerous other wines... Uh, in uh, different stores and different types of wines and all that. Uh, oh, here's Little uh, Lidl. Is it Lidl or Little? L-I-D-L. Little. Uh, they ranked number one in all retail exhibitors in Los Angeles International Wine Competition in June. Uh, they actually won 101 medals, including 16 golds and five best in class. And their sweet red wine costs only two eighty nine a bottle. So if all of you out there looking for a sweet red, uh, they have themselves an award-winning wine at Lizzles, if it's in your area. I don't think it's there in Florida yet, but they are. They are expanding, and so they may be here. Um, the uh, category leader... Boda Box is growing at seven times as fast as uh, the table total table wine category. Uh, they're, they're exploding on the amount. The typical Boda consumer drinks $10 and above retail wines, and the Boda Box comes in at uh, around $24.99, which is a better price break because they contain four bottles, so you're looking at $40 if you buy them individually. They do have now uh, a new one, the Boda Box Dry Rosé, which was launched back in April. Uh, that does retail for $24.99, but uh, those are the box wines have uh, opened up a whole new category for a lot of different wineries. Uh, they're using box and other closures. We've talked about the numerous different closures. Uh, so, uh, end of the year reports here. We go on the dollar sales and private brands. 9.3 million. Although it's it's a lot, but compared to all brands of wine this past year uh, of 10, well, let's see, you know, that's 10 billion four hundred and twenty nine point five million in total wine sales this past year and uh, uh, 52 weeks ending the end of October so uh, we're looking at uh, 52 weeks ending of October uh, so that covers all the holidays and everything private brand labels year-to-year change is up 247 percent whereas the all brands is only up four percent. So you know, I mean, it doesn't seem like a lot at nine point three, but it's making a dent, uh, but not a big dent. All brands, one hundred percent. The uh, dollar share on private brands only point one percent. 
but private brands have jumped up 252% from the previous year, whereas all brands only 2.1%. And private price per unit on private brands, 842, all brands 941, uh, $9.41. So that, you know, uh, private brands are out there. They're starting to pop up in a lot of places and a lot of different stuff. But the overall brand sales of wine is continuously growing and is continuously um, outshining a lot of uh, a lot of other segments in the uh, drink business, uh, wine and our beer and some uh, liquor. So uh, that's continuing. There is uh, uh, Washington wines are really one of the biggest, fastest growing regions. And, and you know, I read this article about Washington wines, and it, it said it just really sort of insiders say, have long known that Washington wines offer great mileage for the dollar, but now the public is catching on. And they said that the uh, Washington wines are committed to quality, and it's the uh, some of the labels like 14 Hands and Columbia Crest are showing uh, great jumps in sales and. Washington is putting out solid wines across the board, and more and more people are discovering them and buying them. And I read a couple other things about Washington wines exploding. I, I couldn't help but think, though, and I, I've mentioned this to customers that come in, about wines from other states. Washington makes and grows enough grapes that they can ship around the country. They the same thing with California. Uh, same thing with the few and very few other states, Oregon being one of them, that can actually grow enough grapes to be able to satisfy the people within their state and ship around the country so other people can try it. And that's that's a good thing. But it's sad that other states aren't able to do that. We have talked to wineries around the country and there's some great wines being made out there because there are some great winemakers and some great grapes being grown. Sad thing is that we can't get them shipped anywhere around the country. We don't go down to the local store and look for a Virginia wine or a Texas wine or a Philadelphia wine because they sell so many so fast within their states that they don't have enough to ship out of the state for retail sales. And, oh, we got a phone call coming in. Uh, she was on <laughs> You should answer it and go, I, hey, all about wine, you're on the air. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Wait a minute. No. <laughs> I, do that, I do that on my cell phone. If I know there's, a, there's been a telemarketer calling or something, I'll answer the phone. Uh-huh. I go, hey, this is the ninety-seven point three. You're on the air. Go ahead. And they're going, <laughs> Click. That's funny. I have to do hey, that. You know, I like that. Tired of telemarketing calls. I like, guess that's the way to answer it. Go ahead. You're yeah. you're on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, I got that. That's good. And at home, we got caller IDs. That's easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tells me. I was like, them again. Right, here we it. go. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I really am going yeah. to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> That'll fix them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
And then you have to laugh on the reaction. You know, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And if they start what talking, they say, do you know the answer to the question? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> You're calling number four. <laughs> You're calling number four. You know the answer. <laughs> Yeah. You won, if you can tell me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great. I'll have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. That'll work. That'll work. That'll work. <laughs> okay. yeah. That's very good. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see where it is. Oh, so a lot of states can't ship it all over the place because they don't make enough wine in their state, so we can't enjoy a lot of it. They say Washington is growing on their cells. Of course, they can ship it out there. They can grow on their cells. The more they ship out, the more they're going to sell. Yeah, okay, that's good. But we can probably say that about a lot of states if they can just start shipping and start getting enough. So, yeah, I just that's just my thoughts on. But it's good for good for Washington State. They are going up. Rosés, rosés are starting to jump up too. Um, future holds. Well, they're saying a big market for rosés. They starting to emerge into the premium tier, and uh, also sparkling wines, uh, effervescence, uh, if you will. The sparkling wine segment is starting to jump up too. Both of them are showing increases in the uh, under twenty five dollar price range, and both of them are showing a substantial increase in sales in those. Uh, we I don't want to say, well, effervescence covers a lot of areas. Sparkling covers a lot of areas. The last year, the Prosecco segment has exploded. It just has been so amazingly large amount of sales. Champagne, uh, the Champagne segment, even the Cremant segment up from France is falling down a little bit. Prosecco has taken over real big on it. Maybe the champagne is priced so high. I don't know. It's a premium market for that. Uh, the Cava, which is the Spanish sparkling wine, that has also jumped up. It has became a big selling point uh, for sparkling wines out of Spain. And so, and then of course we have our own local wines all around the country are sparkling wines that are catching people's eye once somebody tries it. Again, we're moving into the holiday season here. We, we are in the holiday season, I guess I really should say. Uh, because of being in the holiday season, get yourself some sparkling wines. Don't be shying away from them. Jump out there. Pick up some bottles of Cava. Pick up C-A-V-A, Spanish sparkling wines. Prosecco. Italian sparkling wines, uh, Cremant, C-R-E-M-A-N-T, uh, Cremant, they're uh, French, uh, they're sparkling wines, only they're not the champagne category, so therefore you're not going to get the the cost factor thrown in there. You're going to get some decent stuff. And even dom- domestic, United States sparkling wines. There's a lot of great ones around that you, if you haven't tried Pick them up and try them. They're, and I'm always preaching about sparkling wines and champagnes and cavas and proseccos, and I will continue to do so because those are great categories and great wines to add a little festivities to your meal. And, you know, I mean, sit down for uh, 
any of your special dinners, your Christmas, um, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Festivus, anything. Open up a bottle of sparkling, uh, some effervescence, and enjoy that with the meal and add a little bit more of a festival to it. Uh, there's um, also some nice pink sparkling wines out there that can be had, which even is more fun. Uh, they're just, the, the fermentation is just with a little bit of the skin. It's going to get some pink on it, but it just, it's fun. So the, the market is there. The market is big. The market is jumping up for American wines. And part of that market and the jump is because of you. Yay, you're drinking wines. And we all know it, and that's a good thing. And as long as you continue to drink wines uh, and listen to all about wine, then the, it's it's a good good thing. Uh, let's see. There's, let me look at this magazine here. This is the newest issue of... Oh, this is what... Craft Beer Slowdown. Um, I won't get into this because we're all about wine. We're not all about craft beer. Uh, but it's uh, this caught my eye. Uh, they're saying that the craft beer boom is losing steam. Now, that is surprising, considering that that was just like, oh, wow, uh, for the 2017. I mean, every day you turn around, there'd be a new microbrewery somewhere. Uh, it... Uh, Grew in 16, and, but the market share for 17 has slowed down compared to to the growth. Uh, the, the, it's overall the categories aren't up. 8.5% uh, in 2015, but the year before that it was around 13%. And 2016, uh, they're looking at a growth of about 8%. And in 2017, so far, uh, it's maybe 6% growth. Uh, you know, I, I, they don't have all the numbers in yet, but there's, uh, it, you're looking at a, a slowdown of craft beers. And the article here says, uh, you know, blame those darn fickle millennials. Uh, they're changing taste or bouncing around. The number of regional breweries, microbreweries, or brew pubs in America surpassed 5,000 for the first time ever this last year, topping off at 5,234. And you go back in 2011, there was only 1,986. So, boom, in, you know, six years there. Uh, the current craft beer phase sorry, craze, began to gain steam around 2010 uh, when the country added 163 breweries. And then each year after that, they bounced up. And uh, 2011, 314. And 2012, 462 were added. Then 532. And then 881. Then 884 up to last year where they added 825. So... Uh, it's uh, it's a good market. They're adding a lot, but the sales numbers have declined. So uh, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Uh, 
craft breweries. Maybe it's because there's so many of them. People have found their favorites and they're staying with them. Maybe it's because of wine. I don't know. I don't, uh, I'm not a, uh, a uh, guru when it comes to reasoning why that. So, but craft, craft beers have turned down. I mean, down to 6% sales this year compared to up to 8% stuff in the past. So, uh, wow, that's, that's quite a bit. Uh, cognac and brandy, uh, is making a big increase. Cognac and brandy is is the sales a lot uh, up a lot on both those categories. Um, people are discovering brandy uh, for different reasons, uh, getting away from some of the other spirits and going to brandy. Hennessy is still the biggest selling uh, brand in the United States, with the uh, ENJ or ENJ Gallo. Uh, being the next, Palmason Brandy, Christian Brothers, Remy Martin, Cavassier, Corbel, Martel, Solenac, and Cornette Brandy he rounds out the top ten in sales in this in the country for this past year. Uh, but they all of them, every one of the categories have increased. They've all went up. Uh, so it is becoming a uh, a, a Nice little category, or if you're looking at something that's a little bit different. Sparkling wines. We get to talk about that just a little bit more here because we are in the holidays, and uh, a lot of you always like to pick up a bottle for it, although you should be doing it all the time, not just during the holidays. The sparkling boom, uh, it's... Everywhere, year over year, it's increased in just about every category and every one of the sparkling going in the price ranges and in different countries and all sorts of stuff. The sparkling wines, as I was just saying, is a big, big uh, jump in sales. Barefoot Bubbly has really taken over a lot of the market because of the inexpensive price. Uh, they launched a Brut Rosé in some of the markets with the 750 mil and 187 mil. And it is the f- fastest growing category. Uh, this is part of the Barefoot uh, selection of sparkling wines. Barefoot has quite a selection on sparkling wines. My machine just made a noise. Did you say something to me? Mm. What is this? Uh, no. Huh. Okay, clash that, clash that, turn that off, turn that off, clear that. Okay, and no new notifications. I don't know. My machine made a noise. I don't know why. Uh, so the uh, the category, the barefoot category, is a, a big one now, and it's reasonably priced, and that's one of the reasons why it's exploded so much. You can jump out and get yourself a sparkling wine, barefoot sparkling wine, and have yourself something to tickle your nose and not have to spend a whole lot of money for it because it doesn't cost a whole lot of money. Uh, they've got themselves some uh, 
something unique and different there that you can get for a cheaper price. Uh, Prosecco's, oh my gosh, uh, up 24% over last year. Uh, that's amazing for any category for anything, 24%. Um, they continue to see some high-quality Prosecco's under $15, and that's one of the reasons why it's so popular. I mean, it's just uh, reasonably priced wines. How much are you paying for wine right now? Under 15 So, again, enjoy a bubbly while you're at it instead of just your straight st- uh, still wines. Leading brands of domestic sparkling wines. This is over the last two years is Andre Wycliffe. That's part of the E.J. Gallo family. Cooks, Corbell, Barefoot. And again, this is from 2014 to 2016. Barefoot has climbed that ladder since then. Uh, They have really jumped up in their sparkling category. Jay Roguet, Domaine Chandon, Bellatori, Mum, Mum Napa, Arbor Mist Sparkling Wine. That's another one that has jumped up quite a bit over the years. Uh, Michelle, which is a sparkling wine by Saint-O, uh, Chateau Saint-Michel. Uh, Roderer Estate, Piper Sonoma, and Gloria Ferrara. That's by Frexonet. And you've seen the Frexonet. I know you have out there on the market. So those are the sparkling wines that are, are the big ones now. There are others out there. Don't uh, don't stop on those. Uh, the holiday season is going to give you a lot more opportunities to buy it. They're probably going to be featuring it and stuff like that. Uh, leading brands have imported sparkling wines uh, for the last uh, three years is uh, Verdi Spumante. And yes, that is a sparkling wine, and yes, it is very popular, the Spumante. La Marca Prosecco, that's imported by E.J. Gallo. Cupcake sparkling wine. I have not had a cupcake sparkling wine. They say it's imported. I'm not sure the origin of cupcake. Hmm. Well, that's interesting to me. I'll have to check more on that. Martini and Rossi. Uh, well, actually, Martini and Rossi, Asti, as in Asti Spamante. Uh, Mianetto, Frexanet. Uh, Vivocay, Bart, what is it? Bartonura, how familiar with that? Cristalino Cava, Chandon, Costello di Poego, Raspberry Sparkotini. That's by Curry Chalks Imports. Raspberry Sparkletini. I've never seen that, although I can't say I particularly look for it. Uh, Risotta, Riando, and Rufino Prosecco. Those are the leading imported sparkling wines. So um, get out there. Buy yourself some sparkling wines. Don't uh, quit overlooking them. Quit ignoring them. They are something that should be and can be enjoyed anytime, but now that we're in the holiday season, uh, extra chance to pick up some more. Uh, well, I'm not going to talk about this, but this is something I do want to talk about. Uh, the uh, certified sustainable um, 
and the um, organic and all that, what's happening in that and what's happening in the uh, wine industry for those and all that. I'm not going to talk about it now. That will be for a later date, but we do need to get into that a little bit more and talk about uh, the, uh, the whole industry, what's happening with it. The certified sustainable is getting to be a bigger category. It is getting to be a bigger business. It is uh, out there with sales increasing and all that. And so because of all that, it's something that we need to look at a little bit more. So we're going to talk about that in the future, but not tonight. Because um, I've got a few other things to talk about tonight before we finish up. Let me see if there's okay. No, there's not. I just want to see if there's something else on that that I wanted to mention, but there's not. Real estate. I wonder. Oh, yeah, let's do real estate now. Then I want to talk about a little bit about our wand and what's happening with with the research and stuff on the wand. Uh, if you're not familiar with that, check out last week's episode. I wax poetic about the false advertising on the wand last week quite a bit. So, real estate. Here we go. Let's have a little real estate music. Oh, wait, we don't have any. Okay, so we'll have to go right into it. Fair Play Winery. Oh, you got real estate music? No. No, uh, I just had a the cork pop, that's all. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <I couldn't... laughs> That'll work. The jazz? The jazz is... Uh, okay, right, let's try that. No, that won't work for real estate music. Okay, we won't do that. Uh, Fair Play Winery. Fair Play Winery on 21 acres with a legacy brand name and 20-year track record of successful business. I don't know where it is, California, but I don't know any more about it than that. Balling and Food Processing Plant. This is 1.02 acre parcel for sale or lease in Antioch, California, conveniently located near Highway 4. Antioch, California, to give you a perspective, is in the San Francisco area. It's in Northern California. It is east of San Francisco uh, by Concord and Walnut Creek that area there, just north of Concord Walnut Creek and just a little bit east of Concord Walnut Creek. A nice little town. Well, it was a nice little town when I used to be around there all the time, but it's probably exploded and it's a nice big town now. But uh, $1.299 million uh, for this bowling food processing plant. Tasting room in Los Olivos, Olivos, California. I'm not sure on that. Fully renovated standalone building, expansive interior custom bar, all street parking, and it may be split to suit your needs. Large Foothill Winery, 44 acres, 12-acre vineyard planted in Zinfandel, Sarong, Cabernet, and uh, Merlot, and, <clears throat> excuse me, Merson. Uh, Rosan, 30,000 
case capacity. 14,000 square foot covered crush pad. Tasting room, wine club, large picnic area, and storage. The price has been reduced down to $2,250,000. Let's say $2,000. I'd find some way to buy $2,250,000. That's Foothills. New listing, Combsville AVA. It's on La Lundy Lane in Napa, Combsville AVA. It's a 10-acre gated parcel with an 8-acre hillside affinity. And affinity is in quotes. Designed by Robert Craig. Cabernet Vineyard and an approximate 3,170-square-foot, four-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath, single-story residence. Plus, a guest house on a knoll with panoramic vineyard views. Listing price, $5,643,000. Combsville is in an area that fires flirted with. I don't know if it affected the area around there or not, so it might be interesting. Relocatable winery for sale. Relocatable. Operating boutique family winery. All equipment necessary to operate, plus wine inventory, bulk, and bottled. And I think the relocatable comment is because of the fires. Vineyards for lease. ABA Vineyards in Wild Horse Valley in Napa. 17 acres of 93-point Chardonnay, 91-point Pinot Noir for contract lease. How would you? I, I don't know. I'll have to. Napa Valley Vineyard, 17 acre vineyard, potential winery site, and two homes. Beautiful hillside setting with panoramic view. Next one, winery and tasting room for lease. Hillsburg, Sonoma, uh, developed public. Tasting room, 5,000 cases, winery, no brand, includes equipment. You can actually name it, brand it yourself. Pristine Vineyard, 40 plus minus acre pristine Lodi Vineyard with 40 acre planted with Cabernet, Syrah, and other mixed varieties. $1,600,000. That's in the foothills, Lodi. It, you know, if you got a contract for that, then you can make your money back in no time. Because, you know, if you get yourself some good, and it says pristine vineyard, if you get yourself some good plants and good production and decent grapes, you can sell them, get yourself contracts, sell them every year, and just basically take care of it. You know, you got yourself uh, got an income. Pyramid Vineyard. This is north of San Diego. Approximately 2,000 vines of assorted varieties on 8.5 acres with the opportunity to expand. Premier location, Scenic Highway 78 on the drive to Julian. 2,700 square foot ranch home. 1,000 square foot of covered patios, caretakers, and second dwelling. 1,500 plus square foot crush and pressing barn. 
farm equipment building, 1,000 plus square foot tasting room with outside patios, one inch domestic water meter and high production water well with 18,000 gallons of water storage. Wow, no price. Probably on that one, if you had to ask, you couldn't afford it anyway. Wine new tasting room opportunity. 17 plus or minus vineyards surround winery and tasting room. 20 plus or minus acre parcel. 2,100 square foot soft home plus rental apartment. This is in the great El Dorado County. $795,000. You know, vineyard doesn't say what's planted here, but it's a vineyard up there. Foothills again. If you you know get in the foothills, you're going to save money on the cost. Super premium wine growing estate, award-winning winery and vineyard and beautiful estate home in prestigious ABA. It doesn't say what the ABA is. Turnkey with inventory and owner winemaker willing to consider continued involvement. All inquiries subject to pre-qualification. So, uh, oh, there you go. If you don't have the money, don't call because they will be wanting to know. Profitable Delta Winery and Vineyard. Winery and Vineyard, great cash flow and established distribution for 12,000 cases. Cabernet on 32 acres with attractive and well-equipped winery. Location with strong consumer direct potential, home site included. And again, all inquiries subject to pre-qualification. Delta, that has to be the Sacramento Delta and out that area there. So, and there you go. That's our real estate for this month. Uh, After the first of the year, we'll do some more real estate and see what what's sold and what hasn't. If, as always, you are interested in real estate items I just read, email me, call me, go on the Facebook page, any of them, mention which one you're interested in, and I will get you the contact information. So, uh, any of those. I think 2018, I'm going to have to start looking about getting a real estate person on the air once a month or something. Every time I try to get a hold of anybody, nobody's interested, though. So, okay, I can still read them. I was going to talk about name designation, a little update on it, but I don't think I will. Instead, I think I'm going to talk a little bit in the last few minutes here about the wand. And I know I waxed poetic last week about it and said all sorts of nasty stuff about it and everything. And I'm not going to go into all the nasty stuff again. Because there's no reason to do it all again, to hash all that old stuff over again. What I do want to say is, again, I don't understand why different businesses and TV shows and all this other stuff told how great it was without testing it. I don't know why they wanted to be tested, but on my testing, it didn't show anything great. I am going to do some more tests, though. I was going to try to do it this week, but I didn't get 
uh, my test kits in. I ordered some new ones. They didn't come in until just today, and so I didn't have an opportunity to do it. But I will do some more testing just to be sure that the first one wasn't a fluke. I will also uh, approach a little bit differently by stirring the wine just with a spoon and seeing how much that will drop the sulfite levels. I did find a source, and it took me many phone calls, a source for histamine testing. And this is one of the things that they, they brag about on their site, that it will lower histamines or eliminate histamines in wine. And I finally got a hold of a lab that does have histamine stuff, but... Just to get the stuff to test the histamines, I'm gonna. It's going to end up cost me a hundred dollars. I'm not an investigative reporter. I'm not going to look at spending a hundred dollars just to see if the histamines work to prove them right or wrong. I, I just and I, I would wish that it would prove them right. I, and believe me, I do. But I'm afraid it would prove them wrong, and it would just make me that much more upset and angry about the whole thing that they're doing here. Either way, I can't see putting $100 into the testing equipment for the histamines right now. Uh, if someone's interested, send me $100. I will buy the stuff, and I will give you a report and everything on it. But as it stands right now, I don't think I'm going to be spending the money just to get the histamine testers, just to find out if they're right or wrong, because the sulfites is showing me that they're really wrong, and I, you know, I whenever I was calling around about this histamines too, I mentioned it to the people I was talking to, and just about everybody that I talked to had their doubts that a little wand swirled around in a glass of wine could remove histamines. So, yeah. You know, I, I and I doubt it too, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend some money out there just to prove them wrong again, just you know, to get me upset even more about them and all the false advertising and everything. So, and and they're probably counting on that as well, because they probably are. the average you know, con- they, the average consumer is going to buy into this, thinking, oh, this is what's causing my headache. I'm going to buy this thing, and and but I'm not going to get a test kit or, or cause then you, cause then you have to test, get the sulfite tester, which you do have. And then you have to go, well, yeah. well, you know, now I have to get the histamine tester and I'm not going to spend that much just to, to test this thing. And they're probably counting on that. The average consumer is not going to have that kind of, and nope. they're just going to buy it and, and take it for what, the, what they tell you it is. And it's unfortunate. And but, say, uh, oh, yeah. look, it fixed me. I'm good now. You know? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and yeah. it's just, I, I had one girl come in. The winery, and uh, this is before I started all this test. And she had found the wine, and she did it. And uh, I said, "Did it make a difference?" She goes, "I can taste a difference." I said, "Did you get a headache, or you know, eliminate the headache and all that?" She goes, "Well, with one glass of wine, I never get a headache or feel bad or anything anyway." Mm-hmm. I said, "How many did you have?" She goes, "Well, she said I figured I'd really give it a test, and I drank the whole bottle, and I got a headache." <laughs> I felt the alcohol. You know, <laughs> no, no wonder. <laughs> but you uh, know, and I've found it, and maybe maybe this will solve it. If I drink 
like a whole bottle of alcohol or, or something, I find that I fi- fall down a lot. Yeah. Now, if, if it solves that, <laughs> you know, then you know, then we're on to something. But uh, I don't yeah, know why. It but the falling down, and I'll buy your product. Yeah. Exactly. The slurred speech, <laughs> the falling down. <laughs> Falling uh, down, inability to, you know, thinking you can dance, you know, you know all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. If you can, <laughs> if you can eliminate that, then you know, that's I'll, right. I'll buy your, buy your product. But you know, this, <clears throat> yeah, this wand is just, it, it's, it, it just got me baffled. It's got me baffled because of all the endorsements they've gotten. Mm-hmm. And that's what's got me baffled. If anything, that might lead me to go ahead and spend the hundred dollars and check the histamines, just because all these places that are giving them endorsements and saying mm-hmm. how great it is and how they're not getting the hangovers and how you know it's cured them from the from the headaches and all that stuff. The only thing that's yeah. going to give you a headache is the histamines, not the sulfides. And the alcohol, if you drink too much. And the alcohol is the only thing that's going to give you a hangover. And these different shows and all that, and their testimonies say, well, it stopped my hangover. I was hangover free. And, you know, lots of stuff contain histamines. Lots of stuff contains sulfites. Dried fruit contains a lot of sulfites. If that's what's going to give you the headache, then popping or a hangover, then popping a piece of dried fruit in your mouth is going to give you a hangover. Based on that, you know. So mm. I don't know. The, the whole thing just it, it it irritates me. I think, and that's that's what it is more than anything with me. It just irritates me. It irritates me that they advertise that out there and. There's no accounting for what they're saying, it, especially with all these testimonies. So I don't know. I just. But if y'all want, yep. send me a hundred dollars. That's how much it costs them to get all the test equipment and everything to test the histamines. What you got to do is you got to get this one chemical which takes the red out of the wine, and it makes it clear, and then you test it in a little centrifuge, a little pipette centrifuge, and then you put it on this test strip and you compare it to the color to show you how much histamines is in it. So it's like sugar, you know, when you do the sugar test strips, you used to do that for diabetes and stuff. Same thing with the histamines, that type of testing, but you got to got to strip the color out of the wine first and that's your your first step and then do it so but again send me money i'll do the test i'm not going to do it right now though uh, <laughs> one other thing before we get off this was this was a cartoon in the paper on the third of this month the first saturday our first sunday of the sunny paper i don't know if any of you all read comics or not i do i've been a comic fan my whole life uh, newspaper comics, but you know sometimes comic books are graphic art books, what they call them now, I guess. But this was non sequitur, non sequitur. Uh, 
is by Willie. I, I enjoy it. He's always hilarious in his thing. But on the third, this is what was in there, and I will quote this. This is a read. It says, A holiday from the ashes. An ordinary October Sunday night in Northern California's wine country turned into a pre-dawn terror as a relentless firestorm bore down on fleeing residents. Unable to escape the fast-moving inferno, many perished. As dawn broke through the dim, smoke-filtered sunlight, the devastation became all too real. Entire communities, neighborhoods, and businesses gone overnight and thousands of people homeless left to literally sift through ashes, hoping to retrieve any remnants of a life now gone. While the fires have died out, their effects are far from over. Now, as the holiday gift-giving season approaches, consider this. Give the greatest gift of all, that of helping a complete stranger in need, thousands in this case. It, I thumbed through some pictures, and that's, that's what he said. I thumbed through some pictures on the Internet of the fires and what it did. I mean, entire towns were burned to the ground. Entire neighborhoods. It just Some of the pictures I saw, you just, you clicked through them and you just shook your head. It just, it, and I've always thought fire has to be the worst tragedy that you can have in your life because that eliminates everything. Flood, you can dry out, you know, it may replace walls, but you, you, there's things you can do. Uh, uh, almost any of these, the fire just totally eliminates it down to ashes. And it's just devastating. I've always thought so. But to donate, please go to redwoodcu.org slash North Bay Fire Relief. All funds collected go directly to the wildfire victims. So, great cause, great thing. If you're looking at doing something this holiday season to, to feel good and to help people, redwoodcu.org slash North Bay Fire Relief. And I will put that up on the Facebook page so you can check it out there. But uh, I did check out the site. It is legitimate. It's uh, a good site, and the funds do go to the wildfire victim. So keep that in mind when you're in a generous giving mood this holiday season. Uh, add that one to your list. And I am done for the night. Looks like Mike right, is too. Oh, there he is. No, I'm, I'm trying to post a link on the Twitter feed and... Oh. Uh, okay, there we go. Wild, wild. Um, yeah. Uh, is a redwood C U R E D W O O D C U. Yeah. As in credit Dot union. Four. It's a credit union. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I never yeah. thought of that. You're right. You're right. Yeah. And credit unions are uh, pretty good at passing on stuff. Dot uh, mm-hmm. org yeah. slash North Bay Fire Relief. So. Yeah. All the information on there. Um, yeah, I just went to their website also. So, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So there we go for another week. Yeah. Um, and we have another show on the 21st. That's next Thursday. And we'll give you more information on the um, 
the uh, event going on on the 23rd. That's your just a regular wine fest uh, that weekend. Yeah, it's a wine but fest. But it's, yeah, door prizes and stuff like that. For so. Christmas, so yeah. it's a good time to yeah. finish up your shopping. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, absolutely. And so. we'll have another cold front. It'll be 30 below zero here uh, with a foot of snow. And uh, <laughs> yep, make, no. make, make the April best Fools <laughs> not until April. <laughs> Was it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, it'll be it'll be good. Uh, so we'll let you know more about that on uh, the next show uh, next week. And um, I guess we're we're good to go here today. Uh, thanks good for tuning in. Thank yeah. you. And uh, we'll see you all uh, next next Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern time, right here on Blog Talk Radio. Y'all have a good week and and drink wine. Have a good week. Be safe. This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Ron, originating from Florida State's Winery in Lando Lakes, Florida. Florida State's Winery is located at 25241 State Road 52 in Lando Lakes, Florida, four miles west of Interstate 75 or east of U.S. 19 and U.S. 41. For more information on Florida State's Winery, visit the website at floridastateswines.com or call 813-996-2113. That's 813-996-2113. The winery is open daily, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on the show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine.